0: Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of this My Wrestling Podcast. I'm, of course, as always, your host, Chris Deez. You will probably recognise this handsome son of a gun to my right-hand side. This is Mr. Mike Nunn. Once again, still can't get rid of him. Still keep coming back. Yeah. We have we have gathered here today to do, um, do a retro review, but it feels weird to call something that only happened, like, two years ago, a retro review, but we're, we're going to go with it. It happened in the past, so it's retro, as far as I'm concerned. It's, of course, the Royal Rumble 2020. 20- 20 uh, we're in Royal Rumble season, we're about to really get going on the road to WrestleMania, so we thought what better thing to do just before this year's Rumble takes place than to, to come together and discuss what, as far as I'm concerned, and this is controversial, is the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. A lot of people talk 1992, but this one for me just holds so many special memories, so many special moments. We'll get into one of that as we go on. Obviously, we're not going to talk about just the Rumble match itself. We're going we're gonna to have a bit of a breakdown of the event, sort of like what led to the matches, backstory on them, the matches themselves, and then what it did for those wrestlers, what it did storyline moving forward. Um, So, yeah, as I say, Mike, thank you for joining me once again, buddy. Um, as I've said there, the Rumble means a lot to me. It's my favourite pay-per-view, has been my favourite pay-per-view for many, many years, took over from Survivor Series once that was as important as it used to be. What does the Rumble um, for you as a fan?
1: It well the, the Royal Rumble match itself is is always something I'm looking forward to. Every year, even months ahead, it's it's got to be the most exciting match. Well two of them now but the most exciting match of the year every year. Um and this one we're going to talk about especially as you said arguably the, the greatest Royal Rumble match of all time. So it means a lot to me as a fan. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't. My
0: neighbour doing his lawn mowing. Can you? That's really annoying. I know. Thanks, Steve. That's great timing, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to put me off loads. Um, yeah, the Royal Rumble, man. You you never know what you're going to get. You always know there's going to be surprises, returns. Obviously, <clears throat> 2021 was a rough one. I don't really. Pay too much attention, yeah. To because, you know, they say, yeah. It wasn't what we were used to, it wasn't what, what we could, you know. I, I went into the 2021 Rumble thinking, Well, what's the point in surprises and returns? That there's going to be no pop. I don't want to fake, yeah. pop
1: for it. But 2020,
0: um, 2020 Royal Rumble was obviously just before Covid hit. Um, yeah. it obviously had a profound effect on everything, our entire lives, our entire worlds. As wrestling fans, wrestling has always been an escape. To get away from some from the horrors of life and, and anything that's going on it's always helped to, to pick me back up this was obviously a really difficult time to be a wrestling fan you know yeah. um, it, it felt like the very essence of, of wrestling had been taken away from us um so yeah it was um it was it was sort of like the last good memory of wrestling that i had pre-pandemic um obviously we're on on the, the tail end of that now. Everything's getting back to normal. We've had fans back for quite a while, so cannot yep. wait for the 2022 Rumble, which is happening just over the horizon. Um, but let's let's focus on the 2020 Rumble. So another bit of sad news. Obviously, earlier in the day, we lost basketball legend Kobe Bryant. That was um, yeah. that was a, a big even even for me, and I'm sure for you, Mike. As yeah. not big like. American sports fans. I still knew of Kobe. I knew uh, that it was going to have a sort of like a a profound effect on on a lot of people because a lot of American wrestling fans are into their basketball, into their NFL, into ice hockey, whatever it might be. Like it it all seems to come as one, doesn't it? Sport in America. So you know this. um, Even I felt it it was a really sad day. Obviously, him and his daughter both both lost their lives in a helicopter crash. Um, The pilot and in there as well, so yeah. really, really sad day. Really sad to have that hanging over the rumble. Um, yeah, but as a lot of people said, and uh, a lot of wrestlers themselves said as well, like they went out there to give fans something to take their minds off it. And boy, did, did it take our minds off it, you know? They keep saying, Yeah, about, yeah. on about it throughout this, me, man. This 2020 rumble was special for a multitude, uh, a multitude of seasons. um. But well, anyway, let's get on with it. Um, I want to get into it. Boy, crackle, man, I'm just going to shut this door so I don't hear the the baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could shut off my neighbour. That's so annoying. Um, right, okay, let's start off. A um, little bit of, of backstory. Um, I love it when, when we do these little videos. By the way, if you see me looking up and down a lot, it's because I've had to make a lot of notes for this because obviously... Big, long event. I think all, all together, the, the Rumble came in the whole event just over four hours. It was about four yeah. hours, 15 minutes. So it went long. It was a long day I was just skimming through it. This one yeah. had... Worth every single minute. Worth every single second. Oh, uh, yeah. So this Rumble came to us from Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. Uh Capacity of just under 43,000, 42,700, something like that. So pretty practical. Yeah. Uh, 33rd Royal Rumble in history. We've seen three wrestlers win on more than one occasion. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the only man to ever win three times. Kane still holding the record for 46 eliminations, if you count the one that he got as Dr. Isaac which I don't think many people do, but I do. (laughs) Um, Strowman and Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, tied for most eliminations in one match at 13 or 14 each. Chris Jericho... Holds the all time record for accumulated time in the Rumble at just shy of five hours over the years. Roman Reigns holds the unfortunate record of the most runner up positions at four. And this was one of them. Yeah. It was, time it was. Up, finishing as, as the runner up. So I love it when we do those, you know, those like Royal Rumbles packages. Yeah.
1: But I love yeah. them as much as the Rumble itself. I love them as well. Yeah. Um, Final People thing, I don't think of like Dolph Ziggler has had the one of them been in the one of the most raw, one of the superstars has been in the most raw rumbles, or other than Kane, I think Dolph Ziggler's second all time, yeah. Um, yeah. for appearances in the rumble, Kofi's not far behind either. Um, yeah, I think Dolph's only and, yeah, how long these guys have been in the company,
0: yeah. No, you don't,
1: you don't realize, do you? Yeah, forget about um, forget about Dolph being in Spirit Squad as well. Yeah,
0: in around 15
1: while, plus years, I think. Dolph now, yeah, 15 cool. years or so. What's well, COVID well. yeah, mm-hmm. 12 13 years, mad, isn't
0: it? Mad, yeah, Kofi came through with the um, the failed reboot of ECW, didn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah, as well. I think Dolph, I think, is only a couple short of Kane, so we'll probably, you know, all things go unless we through see well. Kane turn up this year again. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, just to keep it like tipping over like that. You ain't getting, you ain't getting this record.
0: (laughs) You'll just show up five minutes every year. Yeah. Um. Right. Let's get into the card. We're gonna. Um. I want to talk about the uh the pre-show a little bit. It was a two-hour pre-show. Only two matches. I don't think it really needed to be two hours long. But that's WWE for you. They love a a good long pre-game presentation. I don't know why. I'm not a big fan of the the pre-shows anymore. I'd rather just have an extra. Just have an extra hour of
1: for those matches on the main. Yeah, I, I skip. I skip. I watch the pre-show just for the matches. I skip all of the panel talking. There's just no point to it.
0: Yeah, I just leave the room.
1: I'll go do something else or set my phone Yeah, whatever, if I'm watching it live. Um, yeah. So,
0: first match on the pre-show was Seamus versus Shorty G. Not too much to say here. I don't like to talk about the Shorty G period of. China. No, no. <laughs> if I can help it. Uh, it was pretty embarrassing to see. Um, more competitive than I thought it was going to be this match. Came in at 12 and a half minutes. Sheamus obviously hitting a broke kick and a pinfall for the win. Yeah. Like I say, I don't want to go into the match too much. It was nothing special. I'd give it maybe two and a half stars. It was what you would expect to get on a pre show match. And it was fine. Sheamus got the win as you would have expected in two. I thought it would have be been much shorter. 12 and a half minutes really surprised me. And um, thought this was going to be a really quick squash
1: match with um, Sheamus going over. Yeah. I think um, they've had a match or two leading up to the run more. Because I think Seamus just sort of returned and started yeah. his singles yeah. run. Um, yeah. And he beat Gable a lot quicker. Yeah. On, um, I think, it was it SmackDown? Yeah. Yeah, SmackDown beforehand. So it surprised me that it went this long. But whether he's Shorty G, which is a stupid name, or Chad Gable, the guy is just extremely good in the ring. So. One of the best. One of the yeah. best they've got. Like untapped potential. Hidden gem, <laughs>
0: he's not even a hidden gem because he's like he's a bit like Cesaro in the way that everyone says he's underrated, but everybody knows he's underrated, so he can't be underrated. Like, yeah, everyone knows how good Chad Gable is. We saw it when, um, oh, who was he tagging with? <laughs> it would have been Shelton Benjamin when we were getting the amazing, yeah, tag matches like the Usos, the New Day, those two, and oh man, I forget. Usos, New Day, Gable,
1: and Benjamin. Um, a... no. cannot remember. The bar? No, the bar would have been just before that. Yeah, no, it could have been the bar because the bar team, the bar. And, um, the bar had a lot of uh, matches with New Day and the S.
0: Whoever it was, man, those
1: matches were amazing.
0: And Chad Gable, Shorty G, always showed up for him, didn't he? And showed up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, and he was feuding with with Apollo Cruz as well back when Apollo was. Mm-hmm. was was allowed his full name. I think he was at the time Apollo Crews on SmackDown and it sort of hinted at Apollo turning heel. Yeah. It was a very disappointing time. Three supremely talented men not being used particularly well. This this match didn't do much for that either. It didn't really lead on to anything. Um, the rest of that year, <clears throat> 2024, Sheamus was the best. It was a bit... It was It was even there. He had that terrible feud with Jeff Hardy. Around yeah um the drink the driving stuff and the abuse stuff, very in poor taste. Um yeah. didn't really kick off for Shameless until twenty twenty one when he had his great US title run, when he had that amazing feud with Drew McIntyre as well. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for Gable for short sure, while, well, at least he went back to being called Chad Gable. That was one positive. But uh, yeah it was he just went back into being a tag team specialist. Like he's probably always gonna be. I don't think he's ever gonna get a Substantial push as a singles guy.
1: Shame. No, I think what he's doing now is probably the highest he's been for a long time. The stuff with Otis and um, the matches he's had recently with Big E, Finn Balor, some really competitive matches. I think against Big E, dominated most of the match. Um. Yeah. So I think they're going I think um, they definitely see value in him. He's not someone that's going to be the world champion. Could have a mid card title run. Um, could be a little faction. Even though a couple more guys, um, Alpha Academy could expand. So that could be something to look out for, I think. Yeah, like an American. <laughs> I yeah. Know.
0: I think the thing with Gable is they know how good he is and they know how good he can make other people look.
1: And exactly. And, yeah. They're you... giving this character now, the smart guy, he's just got a, a real life master's degree, um, yeah. and they're put, putting that on TV, um, you know. He's a smart guy, he's an amazing wrestler. So they see something in him. You can see why he's incredibly talented. Yeah. Would you agree with that rating of, of maybe two, two and a half stars
0: for that first match?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it's solid best. enough. Two and a half, yeah. Solid well, enough. You yeah, know, two guys that can go, but they can do better, you know. Yeah, and they have, like I said, they have gone on yeah. better. Um second pre-show match was um
0: Andrade. <laughs> with Zanina Vega versus Umberto Carrillo. It was for the US title. Andrade was yeah. champion at the time. Again, not too much to write home about here. The match ended with Carrillo hitting Hurricane Rana, which Andrade rolled through and got a, a pretty standard cheap pinfall win. Um, yeah. Another long match that I didn't think would go this long. 14 and a half minutes.
1: Um, I suppose they've got time to kill on the pre- these two-hour pre-shows, haven't they?
0: Yeah, and it's, it's nice that the, the wrestlers involved get longer. Yeah. Just cut down on all that. What annoys me with the pre shows is like they'll show obviously, they'll show a, a pre match package. Like, I don't know what matches were on this card, and um, Brian versus the Fiend, they'll show the, the vignettes for that. That's great. A couple more vignettes for other matches. That's great. Bit of a chat, bit of a table. one match, then we'll see it all again. We'll see all the same vignette again. Yeah. Yeah, like, just give us the vignettes, <laughs> give us the two matches, make it an hour because, yeah. Obviously, we are both from the UK. Like at this point, at this point, th- this pay per view, I think it ended at pretty much half four in the morning. Yes. So, an hour, cut it down by an hour, whatever, put an extra hour on the card, start it early. I, I don't know. I don't know what their problem is. I don't know why they insist on it. Nobody, like, I'd be really interested to see the numbers for a pre show <laughs> because we don't really see the numbers is- because it's through the network. Yeah, so we never really hear about buying rates and stuff much anymore. AEW make it a big deal, but WWE don't really yeah. release that information. So I just, I'd be interested to know because I bet it's not many. I don't I bet not many people sit down for the whole
1: thing. Not the whole thing, no. I'm sure they, they, they set. They probably peak at the matches, but uh, once once they finish, I'd imagine the numbers drop off quite a bit. I normally wait. I,
0: I'm normally like. Through Twitter, and I'll wait until people say that a match is starting on the pre show, and then Yeah, because yeah. it's never <laughs> the first thing who does it, it's always like half an hour <laughs> pre show. So, like, I'm fine. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> it's just saying that. Um, so yeah, Andrade versus Carrillo, um, didn't do even men many favors. Um, few moments where it felt like they were off a little bit, like we didn't really gel. I think we we were still fairly. Fresh with Korea, we hadn't seen much of him at this point. I think it might have been a few months in. Um, fans weren't particularly into the match, doesn't help, but obviously, they're, they're filling up the stadium at this point. That's a problem with pre show matches. Um, didn't do much. With the guy Korea is being used better now going into years you know, his attacking team is Angel Gaza or just Angel as they've changed that to now.
1: Not a fan of that. Um, yeah, I, I'm surprised they just go with Gaza. Surely that's better than just Angel. But... Yeah, Angel sounds a bit weird,
0: especially like yeah. because they don't, they don't like to focus on religious things, and obviously Angels are very much you know, like a heavenly thing, they kind of stick away from that. WWE are weird, they're all about Satanism and dark, evil, demonic yeah. stuff, but they don't yeah. really allow much reference to religion and heaven and stuff like that. It's not pretty... really, no. No, so... I think people are more touchy on that side sort of things than they are. You know what I mean?
1: Hell, a lot of different faiths are watching, and yeah, we go into specifics with the hell religion. They don't talk about Christianity or anything, but mm. talking about God and everything, they're gonna they're gonna go heavy on the Christianity stuff. And I guess a lot of their audience are all different faiths, and they probably won't be interested in that. It might even cause a lot of controversy these days. So, yeah, as well. We're, we're downstairs with
0: the opposite of it down down below i guess doesn't matter what you believe in up top pretty much everybody agrees what is down below so i guess yeah yeah you can
1: you can be a bit more general with that can't you? not just about religion but focusing on um like things you see on tv things you see on scary movies demons and yeah monarch stuff's all over tv so yeah um
0: (laughs) Um, what else has come from this rivalry? Nothing really, because obviously Andrade is now in AEW and doing literally nothing over there. Three, yeah, not much. In yeah. four, about five matches. I don't think anywhere knows how to use him outside of Mexico, which is
1: a shame. Well, no. he needs a Zelina with him, someone like Zelina with him now in AEW. That Jose guys, obviously, not doing anything for him.
0: Um, Charvo didn't get anything
1: for him. No, Javo was never the right fit, but he's. Obviously they were setting up for, for flair, but then all that stuff. Like, even Flair I don't think would have been the right fit either. So
0: because no, for a man who I don't think drinks anymore, Flair always sounds drunk. Like he can't put together a yeah. coherent sentence. It's he, just muffled and awful. I don't I don't understand how somebody, you know, like handsome, sophisticated, suave, devonair like um like Andrade would benefit from having a man three times his corner. now. Yeah doesn't doesn't fit for me at all. It's obviously it's obviously to lead to them probably getting Charlotte. That's that's all. Well, they'll try, yeah. So, I don't know, but, but yeah, no. Disappointing to see what's happened to Andrade. I'm happy for Korea. I think he's supremely talented. So hopefully, um, hopefully, yeah, he, well.
1: he is. He needed so he needed the turn because at this point and even going forward, his his babyface run was very bland. Um, he didn't show a lot of personality. He's, he's no. very good in the room. Um, he's, you know, but going forward in a team with his cousin, um, going a bit more heel. I mean, he's, they're both good-looking guys, focusing a bit more on that, rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, being I like, think that works really. big-headed about it. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. I hope it works. I hope it works. I like Garza in um, his very brief NXT and to revive. Period. Um, but like you say, it's, it's all about personality. Look at somebody like Ricochet. He's the perfect example. He is literally anything in the ring has no personality, he isn't going to get a push. I think Gaza, out of the two, Gaza is obviously the most likely to get somewhere.
1: It, yeah, because he he's got natural charisma, Gaza. That he's always had it. You exactly. can see that from day one. Yeah. So if he if he can rub a little bit of that onto Korea, then that'd be great. Yeah, hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Right, yeah. let's move on to the main cards, to the main show, Royal Rumble 2020. They kicked things off with an awesome video package from Stone Cold Steve Austin. As I said at the start, the only man to ever win the Rumble three times. So it was fitting that he was given the, the opportunity to do this. Did, it, did the usual Royal Rumble highlights, uh, a bit of a motivational speech is how it came across. Really got your yeah, app up for it. Um, do, we, do we do them better than anybody else? You know, it it gives you've over fifty years of doing video packages, and I don't think they'll ever crack it the way that WWE do. They're incredible. It, it, it just gets, it gets you, it gets your whole fucking into the moment, doesn't it? Especially somebody like Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin, who's so synonymous with Royal Rumbles.
1: Their production value is just second to none. They yeah. they obviously put a lot of thought into it. They get the right people in. They get experienced people in who who know how to shoot movies, and you know movie type segments and things like that, they know exactly what they're doing. They make you feel really ready for it. You talk about this this package. Um uh, the package just on SmackDown just between uh Charlotte and Becky was, was amazing. Yeah. Um yeah. I love that. So that their video packages are second to none. I don't know if anyone ever come close really in, in yeah. that respect.
0: Yeah, they're like they're, they're like movies. They're like short movies. Yeah. Um, right, so first match on the card was um Roman Reigns versus the dreaded King Corbin gimmick, uh, force count anywhere match. <laughs> this, yeah, like, I was gonna say this built for months, it felt like it built for years, man. I <laughs> like, food,
1: yeah,
0: oh. it to me last night when you went back to started watching this. Like, it's weird to see Roman like this period of Roman Reigns because what he's doing now is so like next level and so incredible. Yeah. And even, Tougher to go back as much as I'm not buying into Happy Corbin, I preferred down on his luck Corbin, but I fucking hate oh, yeah because it just went on. Well, I mean, it, it literally went on for about seventeen months, which is it might have even yeah, been a too long for a king character. It's way too long. For a king character. It should be at the absolute most a yearly thing. I know they're not going to do yeah. it, every year, but just let it be like, oh, you're king for a year or something. That sounds silly. Yeah. But I, I, you you've got to get away from. From, from it like King Woods I think he's brilliant and I think he's going to be he brilliant. is it suits his character he doesn't I, even him I don't think he could even drag out for nearly two years no you know it just like, Zelina
1: Zelina's doing well so far with Queen Zelina but it eventually that what she's doing is going to get it's going to get stale yeah maybe <laughs> six months to a year yeah so um, you can't drag that out for that long it's just too one-dimensional as a character you need to sort of grow and develop with it. You can still be king of the ring or queen, you know, queen of the ring, but you don't have to make your whole character focused on just being the king. You know, yeah, like, you won the ring. It's a prestigious tournament. Well done, but you don't need to be the king for that long.
0: Look at King Booker. Yeah, he doesn't walk around with, with a,
1: a crown on and a cape and the the
0: the, s- the scepter or anything like that anymore. But you still know he's King Booker. Yeah. Like can make the odd appearances, like when he came out to um to crown the new day. Like, how many years had it been since he won King of the Ring? And yet he still came out and you were like, ah, King Booker with the King gimmick. It's brilliant,
1: missing. We like him. Like, just do that. that was the best. That was the best King gimmick I've ever. Seen. I think that's probably the best King gimmick, King Booker. The way he dragged out and become world champion. Yeah. So I mean, he did it very well for a long time. I enjoyed <laughs> Macho King. Yep. Uh, there's been
0: a few good ones over the years, but yeah, nothing nothing that's had as much genuine enjoyable longevity as as King Booker. Yeah. It it's it suited him down to the ground. Um,
1: it revitalized his whole career, that that, that yeah. character, I think.
0: Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent So I have big hopes for Corbyn. I hope they I hope they really figure out what they're doing with Corbyn soon. He needs another title and he's incredibly underrated, undervalued, under I really creature.
1: like to see them revisit bum, bum Corbin, him to go broke again, It's happy Corbin. He, he's flashing the money again, isn't he? He's doing all that, so I hope. Just Maybe Malkat makes the money
0: somehow. But I want the badass known um, wolf back. Like, he's, in real yeah. life, he's he's obsessed with motorbikes, he's obsessed with, um, like, smoking meat and barbecues and stuff like that. Just be, let him be a badass yeah, guy without it being too much like The Undertaker. Like, I think you run the risk <laughs> yeah. of it being a bit... Bit more truck Palumbo than Undertaker, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, we will see, we will see. Um, the future's bright for somebody like Corbin. Um, so this match, yeah, Roman Reigns that made his entrance, um, bit of a mixed reaction for Big Dog, um, than what you had normally got, but obviously then that led up to him being out of action for a while, taking time away. So we, we all quickly forgot about that. We'll talk about that later and about, about what Roman Reigns is doing now. Um, this match was, was decent, it went on. Quite a while. I think we you expect that from a force count anywhere match, especially one that had this much animosity building up to it. Uh the match ended with Corbyn hitting Reigns with loads of chair shots, but then Reigns coming back with a, a Superman punch and a spear on top of the dugout in the stadium, because obviously yeah. it's a baseball stadium. The match went just over 20 minutes. I just I don't know if I really enjoyed it or just enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was good, but we knew we were going to get interference, and obviously that keeps things fresh normally. But we we had that interference every single week leading up to this match, from Rude and Zelda, from the Usos to even up the odds. And you had the whole, you had the whole dog food storyline. It was very, very bad. You had people coming out in dog costumes. You had the whole big dog coming up on the Tron, and it did the little, arr, arr, the little like puppy dog noise. This was. This was one of my least enjoyed rivalries of all time. Like it was just the premise of it wasn't too bad. And I don't mind that they played into the whole big dog stuff. I think that no. that, that was the main thing that you could like. Ooh. at this point. Roman didn't have a personality. So the big dog thing was the only thing that you could really latch onto. But it just felt like it like I, st- I still worry that this rivalry is going on now. Like, I know it's not, but I'm like, oh, wait, are these guys still feuding? Like, what month and year are we in? Because it, it literally felt like it, like it had gone on for about six months. That was always the problem with Corbin. They never had anything for Corbin to go on to. Like, he feuded with, with Chad Gable for what felt like an eternity. He feuded with, I think it might have been Callisto and just and Finn Balor and lots of, lots of smaller guys. His first feud against Ziggler when he first came up from NXT, that felt like it went on for an eternity as well. Like... What what are they doing at the minute with Moss? Who's he against
1: Corbyn? Um they were against Owens, that's done now. Um Yeah, that which, didn't go off the did it? No. Moss had a match with Hardy on the SmackDown, so they could be going yeah. Hardy Corbin, which I'm not sure about that.
0: Um okay. well Hardy's obviously on his way out. Uh, yeah. putting people over. I'd be I'd be quite happy with him putting putting Corbin over. I think that's a pretty good rub to get from, from somebody. Unless
1: Unless Jeff goes over and moves on to a short program with Roman Reigns, yeah, um, they, can, they can do something with that because Jeff's still over and um, yeah. going into the Royal Rumble, maybe it's a decent opponent for Reigns at the Rumble. Unless they drag Woods out a bit longer, so they, which I would be happy with as well. Yeah, Woods yeah.
0: Is gonna have a shot. So I love seeing Woods get this posh. It's brilliant. He's much. So do he's
1: I, yeah, him. another so, guy. So, so good. good. Some the thing with Woods, compared to some of the other guys we we're talking about, he's got it all. So he can talk. He's got charisma. He's got everything. So Woods is far more likely to, because Woods has been successful for years in the New Day. Yeah, and if, he's far more likely to p- succeed as a singles guy than someone like Ricochet, or because he's got yeah. everything.
0: Yeah. So what did you think? This, um, this match there was like toilet humor in there as well with the the portal. Yeah. Who... Thing, what did you actually think? I, I would give this. This is another, it's going to seem like a broken record, but another two and a half stars. I thought it was
1: just okay. Yeah, I think maybe two and a half, three solid. Uh, Reigns and Corbin, this feud wasn't great, but Reigns and Corbin have had some good matches. I remember, I think yeah. they had a steel cage match as well during this feud, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: better than this one. Um, but this one was good enough. Um, the spear to finish off was. Spectacle, obviously, a spectacle. Um, I think they did the camera shot, wired out, sh- showed just how far Reigns had to run up, yeah, to get to all of them, and that was something. They also, you forget how long Rude and Ziggler have been a team because this was, yeah, two years ago, and by then they'd been a team for a little while as well. Obviously, we're seeing them now on Raw, they've been together a long time, and it doesn't feel like it had like that, which is, yeah, testament yeah. to them, really, because I, I yeah, quite but- like the difference.
0: Let um, let Twitter remind you that all WWE is do short term tag teams that don't make sense, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like, they're not that
0: at all. Sure, they put them together out of the blue. It was yet another tag team for Ziggler, yet another tag team for Bobby Roode. Um, oh, it might have been it might have been Chad Gable, it might have been Rude that Chad Gable was with because
1: Rude and Gable had a a tag title run, um, yeah. That's what I was thinking of earlier on, but.
0: Yeah, everybody likes to say, "Oh, all they do is put teams together randomly, and they don't make sense, and they don't last." Well, these guys have been going strong for the better part of two and a half years now. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. yeah I love the dirty It still, as well. still feels fairly fresh. I think they're off TV for a little while, so yeah. that's kind of helped them now because they're getting a little mini push on Raw. they have beaten the street profits a few times. Um, they're probably going to be the next feud for RK Bro after Survivor Series. We're going to go. Street Profits, Almost and AJ, Dirty Dogs, RK, Bro. So, yeah, well, they're the house, yeah, they're a good heel tag team. And yeah. Rude, low-key, has had a pretty good career in WWE. I know he's not been
0: yeah
1: amazing singles-wise, but he's been there a long time. He's had, I think, what, three, three tag team title runs, maybe? Uh, yeah. A yeah, couple of Dolph.
0: A brief US title, title I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, which he defended at WrestleMania. So, you know, and he's a veteran now. He's got to be into his early 40s, mid-40s even by now. So I don't see him going anytime soon. I think he's someone that they, they, they think this guy could be a coach here. This guy can – he's got everything you need as well. So, yeah, I think he's a, a WWE guy now almost.
0: Bobby Roode is
1: 45. 45, yeah. He looks He'll great. Look he still wrestles really well. Um, Jesus, yeah, there's no reason for him to go anywhere else now at this point unless they don't want him, which they'd be silly to get rid of him because,
0: yeah, I'd imagine he's probably got at least another year or two in his contract. Yeah. Like, where's he going to go at 47? Yeah, I mean, he,
1: he knows the business, I'm sure he's not making huge, huge sums of money. Yeah. No reason why he can't be a coach or you he know, get regular like TV time, he gets paid, yeah.
0: he gets the old championship run. I think he's probably fine with yeah. that. Um, all right, so let's move on from this match, as I'm glad WWE finally did. Um, yes. Both men obviously went on to bigger and better things after this feud. Um, but let's move on to our second match tonight, which was the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, I've made... I'll be honest, I've made some notes here that aren't really... They're not the most descriptive, they're not the most they're not the, the most in-depth. A lot of it is like this woman at number two, this woman at number three, this woman at number four. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give the breakdown of of who came in and when, and a couple of eliminations and a couple of moments. the uh, number one entrant was Alexa Bliss from SmackDown at the time. Bianca Belair making her um appearance from NXT. She got a really big pop, a really good reaction from the crowd. Mighty Molly, the returning legend. Molly Holly came in. Yeah. With- Three, all in a superhero attire. another really good response from the crowd Nikki Cross on Smackdown at the time came in at number 4 teaming up with Alexa because obviously they were um they were what were they called the Bliss Cross applesauce wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. The Bliss Cross applesauce yeah. <laughs> it was a weird one a weird team but a good team I like them together yeah they uh, they were together a while as so... well yeah another one yeah, see there we yeah. go we're just, we're just proving it even more as we go on yeah um, who came in at number five. So it was Lana who came in and unfortunately reminded us that she was married to Bobby Lashley. Now, and um, that was ever a thing. Uh, the next few women to come in, Mercedes Martinez from NXT, Liv Morgan, who was a part of that horrible storyline with um, Lana and Lashley and, and Rusev. Mandy Rose came in at number eight. Candice LeRae from NXT at nine. The first notable moment, um, yeah, I would say, like obviously a lot of eliminations at this point, but the first... Big thing that happened. The first fun moment. The first Royal Rumble moment. I think you could probably say was um, Alexa Bliss went to eliminate Mandy Rose. When she landed, who did she land on? Otis, of yeah. course, was lying course. on the floor to save the love of his life. I went fucking mad for this. I loved it. I loved everything about this storyline. It was the and best It was the best thing going. Like everybody. Yeah. A down on his luck loser in love with the pretty crappy girl sort of thing like you see in like yeah. loads of high school movies and stuff like that and i think I think this was a really clever storyline because it appeals to a lot of wrestling fans like and, and, and i don't know if this is hope this is an insulting to american fans but <laughs> because it's it's something you see in a lot of American films and a lot of American high schools I imagine it's something that a lot of American young wrestling fans have probably been through. You know, yeah. unfortunately, as wrestling fans, we are painted into a corner where we're all losers, you know, and, and unlucky in and love losers who like the pretty girl but could never get the pretty girl. That that type of thing. So it probably resonated with a lot of fans. I mate, I lapped this up every week. I thought it was so, yeah. so cleverly done with the whole Sonia and Mandy and, and trying to figure out who was screwing over. It and everybody being convinced that it was Tucker that was doing it at one point, and then um uh, Mustafa Ali getting involved as the hacker. Oh, well, yeah, we know we know it was gonna be Ali, obviously. We didn't know that, yeah. They really fucking dropped the ball there because the hacker for that entire period of time for like six, seven months, whatever it was, the hacker was the hottest thing on TV for me, yeah. I yeah, was it was obsessed with it, like, honest to god. I would spend days and days after watching SmackDown trying to figure out who it was. Looking at all the coordinates, looking at all the little Easter eggs and the stuff they were giving away. Yeah, I think it's I think it's up there with the smartest, the cleverest, the most. Um, I, I don't know what the word is, but it was so un- WWE. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, like that they, was. Were, they built conspiracy theories. They built genuine intrigue and drama that we've not seen for such a long time. And then it was just gone. And they just dropped the ball with it. I think it was a mix of COVID. Yeah. Probably not really knowing what to do with it. Um Later down the line, we got Retribution. I think Ali has made mention to the fact that it was him that was going to be the hacker. Uh, it's such a shame yeah. they the ball there. But at least we've got that awesome storyline of, of Mandy and Otis. Um Again, that was another thing that that, um, that COVID came in and ruined, didn't it? Because the end, like that ending when Otis finally got the girl, and he finally got the kiss, and he beat the bad guy, he beat the jock, he beat the the football player in Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Imagine that in front of a crowd. Imagine that in front of a crowd. Yeah, that
1: that that, that match in particular, I really missed the crowd. Really missed the crowd because the whole thing, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Without a crowd, that's not really much of a WrestleMania match. No, but the feud really, before really, it's in a big Mania moment. I mean, yeah. the crowd would have gone nuts at the end when Otis, when it is won and sort of kissed Mandy. And it could have been one of the pops of the night. But it I was did. Such a I shame. did.
0: Sitting in my living room. I went mad for it, honestly. Yeah. I was shouting
1: for it, honestly.
0: It was
1: it, a shame. That and Drew's moment were the two biggest... Shames of the, the fact that we didn't get a crowd for those two moments. Each one of those guys would have got huge pops.
0: Everybody involved in this storyline just put in so much good work. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to back to the rumble match itself. Um, so yeah, Otis saved Mandy. She got back in the ring. Fans popped for it. It was a huge moment. Sonia came in at number ten to help Mandy out. Kyrie Seed, who was one half of the women's tag team champions at the time, was next. She 11, uh, Mia Yim from NXT, 12, Dana Brooke, Tamina came in, Dakota Kai, Chelsea Green. Not much happened in between these times, I'll be honest. That's why I've not made many notes on it. (laughs) Leading up to number 17, Charlotte Flair, who was begrudgingly my pick to win this because Charlotte Flair, actually, like, why wouldn't she? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Naomi made her way to the room at number eighteen. She got a big pop because she'd been away for about half a year, around about five six months.
1: Yeah, I thought that. I thought how many times has she returned now? <laughs> how many times does she go away and come back? Even recently, stand again.
0: I think she. I think she gets unlucky. She doesn't get really bad injuries, but I think she gets quite a few small injuries. So yeah. but it's it's not a bad thing because, like you said, it isn't. A, I can't remember who you said it about now. Um, a few minutes ago, like I was thinking, road. Yeah, yeah. Mood. it keeps them fresh. Like yeah. they're not, not, not any disservice to them, but they're not big enough names that if they're gone for a few months, you'd notice it or you'd yeah. kick off about it and be angry about it. And then when they come back, it's like, oh, we've got a new tag team for these guys. Yeah. To yeah. Oh, we've got a new woman in the division. Like I think it's the whole reason that Roman Reigns is as big as he is now is because he had all that time off. Yeah without that time off, we would not have the Roman Reigns that we have now. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, but, uh, we'll get to that at another, another time. Um, yeah. So yeah, as I said, Naomi got that big big reaction. Um, who was next? And it was Beth Phoenix at number 19, returning legend. At this point, Bianca Belair had been in the ring for over 30 minutes, so really good showing from her. Tony Storm from NXT at number 20 before Belair was finally eliminated at the 33-minute mark. So, as I say... Really, really strong, really good showing from Bianca. Um, at that point, you could tell that WWE had plans for her. Kelly yeah. Kelly was next as a legend, um, a legend who retired at 25 years old. Must be nice for some. Uh, Sarah Logan at number 22, Natalia, 23. At this point, Beth Phoenix is pouring blood. A spot earlier, yeah, yeah. like uh, like I was, I was like, In what's happening? Yeah, yeah. She had like like blondie red hair. I was thinking, wait, what's happened here? Because like, I didn't see anything happen. Nothing, nothing of note seemed to happen at the time. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like the commentators didn't mention it. There was no big bad, nothing dangerous. She just seemed to start bleeding, which was really strange. Um, Zia Lee came in, Zia Lee came in number 24, Zelina Vega 25, Shopsy Blackheart 26. Uh, This is where Naomi did her whole table spot save thing, which, controversial and I said at the time I thought it was fucking woeful I thought it was awful like it just it literally went on for about 10 minutes and I'm not even joking it Whatever. went for a long time yeah look but think about all, all the Kofi stuff and the John Morrison and even Casey um, Casey Catanzaro all of their Royal Rumble saves—they've all been quick, punchy, really cool moments—and they're right back in the action. This literally went on for over ten minutes with Naomi, and she just—yeah,
1: she's on the table for a long time. I—I I wonder if she was worried about blowing the spot so much that she just wouldn't go. Yeah, because um, yeah, that I—I kind of dragged out that long.
0: I—I I read something at the time. I'm sure I did, or just after that. Something went wrong in the ring, and like there was there was an early elimination, and she wasn't meant to come back in the ring too soon, like that quickly. I don't yeah. know if that's true. That might just be people making stuff up. But either way, like just improvise, just just do just just do something because it just took yeah. me out of it completely. It didn't feel like a Royal Rumble moment, like a Royal Rumble save, like a Kofi one jumping yeah. from the barrier or using the chair to bounce along. He didn't feel Yeah, Kofi's are the best ones. He didn't He just didn't feel special. It just felt like yeah. a woman stood on a table for ten minutes. And then how did she get back in the ring? Did she jump or did she use the table? She, I, well, what was it then? She's on the table. Did
1: she, did she use the chair as well? Did she slide along with
0: it? Yeah, I feel like she had yeah. like pushed herself along on the chair and then just like hopped yeah. up and, and and that in itself just felt like a really bad attempt at what Kofi did.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Maybe I'm, maybe I'm nitpicking. I don't know, but it just wasn't for me. You don't
1: want to put um, these, put these moments in for the sake of it. If you're going to do it, make it something.
0: Yeah, make it special. Like the Otis and yeah. one. Yeah,
1: exactly. That was that was really special.
0: Um, Carmella at twenty-seven, Tegan Knox, unfortunately just released at number twenty-eight, and then Santina Morella happened, which I thought was a complete. Not even a spit in the face, man. It was a fucking shit in the face on the women. Terrible and disrespectful. Brought back memories of James Ellsworth winning money in the bank for Carmella. It was just very... They had This is WWE all over, isn't it? They put so much good work into making such a big deal of something like the women's revolution and putting women in the forefront and putting women in the spotlight. And they just can't help. They just can't help themselves but do something that takes the shine off of it for a minute. I think this was... Was this the third Women's Rumble? Second,
1: um, I can't remember. I think it started in twenty eighteen, so it would have been the third. Um, yeah, third, yeah, yeah. We had Asuka win the first one, um, Becky, yeah. and then Charlotte won this one. Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte.
0: Yeah. so the third Rumble, and within three years of doing this huge monumental thing, they've already got a man involved. It just, especially yeah. that, that far up the card as well. Like, do it if you insist on doing it. Having be like the third. The third entrant yeah, he uh, was in the ring can eliminate him straight away. Yeah, a bit of a funny moment. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, get you out of there. Fuck men, we don't need men, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so yeah. coming at 29 in a prominent spot. I think in the men's rumble, is it number 29 that's that's the number that most men have won from? Or is that 27? It's one 27, of maybe, yeah. Or 20, 27,
1: 28. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's just like a... Not, It was a
0: wasted spot. could have done it earlier
1: because the whole point was to do it with Beth Phoenix, wasn't it? And Beth Phoenix had been in there for a long time at that point. So, yeah, they could have done it a lot earlier.
0: We talk about part-timers and jobbers and stuff wasting spots in important matches like Rumbles. In the men's Rumble, I'm all for a little bit of nonsense. Uh, A Hurricane Helms, uh, you know, a Jim Duggan, uh, stupid little spots like that just for a cheap pop. But... Not when the women were still at this point really trying to establish themselves as yeah as being worthy of of that spot and being bigger than the men. It just yeah it was just poor taste. Um and then number thirty was Shayna Baszler. Now Shayna was my heart pick. Charlotte was my head. Yeah, pick. I thought I thought she was going to win that year. I bloody love Shayna, and it's yeah. a terrible shame to see how poorly she's been used since. Um. So as we've we've already alluded to, unfortunately, the match ended with Charlotte inexplicably eliminating Shayna for the win that she just didn't need, and it was just yet another thing to put on her resume,
1: on her CV. Um, she Definitely didn't need because she went after Rhea for the NXT title afterwards. So, you know they could have done that without without the rumble win. Absolutely,
0: yeah, it could have literally just been. Yeah a challenge from one to the other. That's all it needed to be. Um, I'm going to be generous and give the match a three and a half star because I think it was really well. Yeah, you know? a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, there were lots of little in-stories and rivalries, like um you had the story of Otis and Mandy, you had the rivalry yeah. of Eve and Lana, yeah. you had Phoenix and Natalia teaming up. There was there was a lot of good in there. Um It wasn't the best one in Jumble that there's, there's been, but uh, it, 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 it was fine. I felt... I knew Flair was going to get the win. I just felt like they were going to pull the trigger on her because she hadn't really done much for a little while. Um, yeah, Hazla was booked strong. Several eliminations looked like she was about to win when she nearly got rid of Flair at the end. But, you know, credit to them for the cool spot at the end of the match. I also liked how, as I've said, Bianca was booked throughout this as the most dominant woman yeah. in the first half. Uh, lots of NXT involvement. Obviously, this was long before WWE seemingly gave up on NXT, um, most of the NXT women did well, some of them were only in there for a short time, but a few of them got some cool spots in, and obviously like I said, Bianca, Tony Storm, Candice always happy to see Candice um, Did Flair need the window? we both said that she didn't need the win it was an accolade to put on her CV that be beating Sh- uh, Rhea for the NXT women's title, which just was another needless decision to have a go over Rhea. It really damaged Rhea. I know Rhea obviously eventually came up to the main roster, but the start of her main roster one was really piss poor. Like it wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't good at all, um, and it still hasn't been good. A really short, disappointing Raw Women's title run, and now she's just back into um, what's she doing now? Tag team with. Right. They've
1: got to revisit that at some point that Rhea and Charlotte because Rhea still hasn't managed to get over Charlotte. I thought that they were going to go that way. but Obviously they've split them up now and Charlotte's just won the feud again. Surely at some point they've got to revisit that because that pushes Rhea to the next level. Once she finally beat Charlotte. We've got to finally beat someone moment coming up later on the card with Becky and, Becky and Oscar. Um, when Rhea finally beat Charlotte she's going to move right to the top.
0: She's got everything I hope things. so. Uh, I hope so. Like, what, what bugs me about this this particular match even more I and mean, the fact that Charlotte beat Rhea for the title at WrestleMania is that they've since basically um, they've not said that that title doesn't count but it's it's not I, I can't remember what it was but it wasn't too long ago a couple of months ago um, when she was like listing all her accolades they they're, they're not really they're not really counting yeah. the NXT title wins that she had anymore within her yeah. number of title victories. So so again yeah, it's like...
1: strange that they were doing that um for her and no one else. So that was that was odd. Like why yeah. wasn't um yeah like Andrade world champion when he came up to the main roster? he wasn't, you know, he wasn't recognized as a world champion, but he was NXT champion. Um so if you're gonna do that, do it for everyone, or don't do it for everyone. So that was weird. I, I was just padding our stats and then when they took it away, it diminished the NXT title, so they shouldn't have ever done it, really. I don't know why they why they went that way. What would be your Big Dave Meltzer star rating for that Royal <laughs> Rumble match? <then>? Um, <laughs> it feels more than a three, but not quite a four. So yeah, yeah, three and a half is good, I think. Very good, enjoyable match. It could have been better. Um, yeah. Maybe could have pushed up to four, a won, but I, I I'm not the guy to sit here and moan about Charlotte Flair. I think she's the greatest of all time, so yeah, I so, won't moan yeah, about yeah. her too much. Um, she's got a lot, of, obviously a lot of um, moments. Maybe some that she doesn't need. Um, you mentioned two there: the Rumble and then beating Rhea. Although her match with Rhea was amazing at WrestleMania, so yeah. that at least we had that. It was a brilliant match, but yeah, Rhea. If Rhea didn't win that match, she should have at least won. Their recent feud, but um, obviously she didn't win that either, so
0: yeah, really dropped the ball on her. Like I said, she's she's young, Rhea. I think she's only like oh, yeah, yeah. Um, mid 20s, like 24, something like that. So there's there's time for them to sort it out. Um,
1: Rhea's different to other women, you know, she's yeah. well the Charlotte fair, she's, she's big, strong, tall. She's obviously a bit of an anti diva. Um, she's gonna go far. There's no way that they're gonna see her and think. We can't make money with her. Of course you can. You'll make a lot of money Rhea ripley. So yeah, yeah. Rhea Ripley got a, a massive future. Be Very marketable. Yeah.
0: Very marketable. Um right, let's move on to the next match. Um I'm afraid not much at all to say about this one. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Bailey versus Lacey Evans. I'm yeah, uh, yeah, not I even gonna yeah, no, I did going into it. I was like, that "Yeah, that's a match. Um not going to cover the match itself too much because there was not much to write home about. This yeah. would be, I believe, the shortest match on the whole card. This was shorter than the pre-show matches, which tells you everything you need to yeah. know. Yeah, Uh Bailey won this. Pulling the tights, inside cradle, nine minutes twenty. Pretty uneventful match. I'm giving it a two star, below average. Yeah, so it wasn't great. You know. No, the crowd. I remember the story
1: going in I, when I was watching this match, skimming through it. Um, I saw the interaction with Lacey and sorry, with Bailey and Lacey's daughter. I remember a few going in where her daughter was heavily involved with Sasha and Bailey and they were taking the, taking the mick out of her. Yeah. Obviously this was during Bailey's amazing run with the title. Um Lacey, I forgot about her, we haven't seen her in a long time. I imagine she'll be back fairly soon. Maybe maybe at the Royal Rumble. She's been away for a long time. Um She's had her ups and downs, Macy so, Evans. with her her, I, I think, know, do you you think, think her baby should... was born about a month ago. Was, was it only a month ago? Yeah,
0: I think it was only fairly recent, maybe one or two months ago. So she's probably, if she follows the same path as Becky did, then she's probably still at least a few months away.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's fair enough. A rumble might be pushing it for her, I would imagine. She may be now, it, you know. Because if she's not... Yeah, maybe after Mania for her. Give her a bit more time up for her kid. Give her and Ric Flair a bit more time up for their kids. So. <laughs> a bit more paternity leave.
0: Yeah, it all, it, all, it all depends on what their plans are for her. Because I like, am one of the few, and I've tweeted about this a few times, it's the same with Corbin for me. I really like Lacey. I, I, think, yeah. I think she has it all. I think she has the right look. She's, she's very attractive. She's blonde. Yep. She's tall. She's athletic. She's got the whole patriotism... Gimmick, the whole US yeah, a Marine, isn't she? Yeah, exactly. Like people, if they build her and, and present her in the right way, she could be in the next big.
1: I don't know. Is there something about her that doesn't scream baby face? Though I think that's the problem. No, though. yeah, they like her a lot. You can tell. Obviously, she she's been away having a baby. Fair enough, but you can tell she's been given lots of pushes. Um, right out the gate, I believe when she got called up, she went into a feud with Becky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah. then she turned face, and when I. She's one of those that's had so many title matches and she hasn't quite won the title. A bit like Corbin, actually.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Um yeah. you feel like it's been in and around that title scene for a long time without actually winning it. Humanly uh, enough,
0: they put them together, didn't they, for the, the Becky yeah. and Fuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like she is the female Corbin, um, just a lot more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the pin in this match was pretty weak. Um yeah, Bailey obviously it made it a bit cheap with with pulling the tights as well. As I've said, I like Lacey. I think that um for me Bailey was my MVP of the whole pandemic era. Oh yeah. There were a lot yeah. of people who did very good jobs. I think Drew obviously was an incredible champion, carried the company so well during that stage. But Bailey, I mean Bailey got um she got PWI five hundred number one, didn't she? She was the like, Oh right. Yeah. yeah. I think if they did an accumulated one of men and women together, I think you'd have to put her in the top mark. Yeah, yeah she, she got
1: could. Uh, Top three spots in that, there. She was head and shoulders above. Uh, so you much know, everyone.
0: development, so yeah. much um, like added intensity. I think outside of Roman, I think, and the Usos, I think she's been one of the best heel turns there's ever been. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can't wait for her to come back. I, 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 <laughs> come
0: I think she's a good shout for the 22 Rumble.
1: Yeah, it's a shame for her because she was the MVP of the pandemic era, as you rightfully said. We we're just coming back to having fans. I think she's going to have a match with Bianca, with fans. And she never, ever got to... She didn't get to perform again in front of a crowd just as they were coming back. She got her injury. <laughs> just such a shame for her. I think she would have been... She'd have got such a great reaction. I know she's a heel, but... Yeah. She'd have played for that so well. Uh, I feel bad. But, yeah. her. getting cheered he? I think maybe you'll probably get a, a similar mixed reaction. It, I wonder funny. what they're going to do. Do they ever want to turn her back again, or are they? I I'm actually she'll get a pop when she comes back. Number one, that'll that'll definitely happen. I think she's good enough to turn them back on her, though. Definitely. So, it's um, such a that
0: Roman got a pop, when,
1: when yeah. He, didn't he, when the fans came back, because I think yeah, as wrestling
0: fans, we want to cheer the faces, we want to boo the heels. There's a lot of smart fans who want to cheer the heels, and that's fine. I will cheer a heel for being good at their job. Like, I yeah. I think I've never seen Horrible, slimy, sleazy Miz lose, but I adore the Miz because of how good he is at, at what he does. So it's it's a double edged yeah, sword, isn't it?
1: Heels doing doing their job right, heels will get booed. Um, even you know Roman Reigns is doing the best work of his career. He still gets booed, even though you know he even though after the show it was like, oh my god, Roman Reigns is the best. But when he's in the ring doing what he does, it's the babyface <laughs> that everyone loves. Everyone booed him. Look at Smackdown. What it was doing to, to Wood's uh, King stuff. Fans were like, hating him for that. Yeah. But after yeah. Smackdown, he's the best. It's yeah. just,
0: yeah.
1: he's a great heel. When
0: you're in the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: All right, let's move on to what I think was the, and I think most people think was, was the best match on the card outside of the Men's Rumble, obviously. Um, the strap match versus the Fiend. Absolutely. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. I think this was and still is, because I can't think of many others, this is the Fiend's best match. This is the Fiend's best match. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Daniel Bryan brought the best out of him every time, whether it was Bray Wyatt. They had an amazing match at the Royal Rumble. Um, what was it? 18? 2018? Or, uh, obviously, the eater of worlds, Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel yeah Bryan. Bryan. The year that everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble that Reigns did. It might have even been before that. But D- Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, amazing chemistry. Daniel, you know, he brings the best out of Bray Wyatt every time. and This he, match made me a bit sad. I have to say, The Fiend with the Universal title, The Fiend's version of the Universal title as well, which I've sort of forgot about a little bit. <laughs> We're now, you know, but um, the, the entrance, I was skimming through the match and I was going to get to the main match. And then I saw a glimpse of the entrance, the end of his entrance, and I had to go back. And watch the the full Fiend entrance because it's got it's got to be up there. That the whole entrance was one of the best entrances I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah, oh, miss that guy. I'd Lo- love to him make a shock return at the Rumble. I miss him. Um, yeah. That is, we could do an
0: entire episode on Bray and what's happening there, couldn't we? And what what he, what, oh, yeah. what he can do. It's it's a really weird situation. I obviously. We've, we've talked about it in, in messages haven't we like he can obviously he can offer so much to any promotion doesn't matter where he goes he'll be at the top of the card he'll he'll it'll be the most entertaining guy on the card it just depends on it depends on the freedom because I think I've always yeah. said impact would suit him to the T because he would get full creative freedom and he's in an environment where he crazy weird supernatural horror stuff before they're doing it now but they've always they've always yeah that going on but him in AEW it's going to feel very out of place because I don't like, have any interest in seeing him in AEW it doesn't work. work for him the thing is the fans and, and, and the company themselves pride themselves on being professional wrestling yeah he is sports entertainment he is the very definition of entertainment he
1: he, 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 what's he do come, come in as what I mean the, 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 the most sort of edgy far thing they're doing is Malachi Black you know with, and he's you know, not, he's not pushing it too much. If Bray Wyatt would want to push the envelope way further than that, um, <laughs> and he's just not going to be able to there. I would be shocked. I would be very surprised if Vince isn't trying to reach out to him and, and mend fences because obviously they saw him as a star. You know, he, big mania matches, three world title reigns. The fiend character was so marketable for them. I mean, Surely they were seeing him as their next undertaker type type character. Um, it would surprise me because he is money. At one point, what, what was he the top night seller in the company? Mm-hmm. Fox demanded mm-hmm. to have him on their show. Um, they had to do the whole switch to the Universal and WWE title after he beat Rollins at Crown Jewel because they wanted Bray Wyatt the fiend on their show. Yeah, so I'd be you know I'd be surprised if they wasn't at least trying. To, to bring him back. I know he's had he's got his mental health issues and hopefully he can get get better and get them put to bed, hopefully. But I'd, wherever he goes, impact or be hopefully. Um but he'll be uh, I think be.
0: I think he just needed some time off. What I liked obviously as this, yeah. this isn't like a big headed gloat or anything or anything like that, but obviously you you worked with me at body there So while <laughs> while I was at BodySlam I was getting a lot of like, I wouldn't say insider information, but I was, I was, I was, I had access to stuff that I wouldn't have normally as, as just a fan. Like, um, yeah, the website owner, as you know, he good friends with certain people in the industry, so I, I would see things and hear things. And we believe far too much as fans. I genuinely believe that so much of the information that's come out about Bray has been planted. Like certain yeah, people, know, yeah. like Dave Maltzik. Incorrect information leaked to him all the time, and he puts it out as a report. And it's because people within the movie, they want to skew the narrative, they want to, yeah, you know, they want to throw people off. So if you hear that
1: Charlotte and Becky have had a real life fight backstage,
0: <laughs> they probably haven't.
1: It's it's, it's a work. the whole the whole thing's at work. You know, I think I don't think they're best friends anymore, Charlotte and Becky, but I do think yeah, that's the what the thing thing. Thing. I was going to
0: say. there's probably it's some um,
1: yeah, that's the best sort of. It's it's like a character. You take a real sort of real person, a real situation, you turn it up to eleven. You know, yeah. Becky and Charlotte yeah. probably just aren't on great terms. Is in they're not best friends anymore, but they've turned it up and made it seem like like when Becky was saying, "I don't trust her" and stuff like that. There's that's there's no way on the earth that's real. I'm sorry, but but people will believe it. They wouldn't allow that to be out on on a big because it was like ESPN
0: or something, wasn't shit. But um. That interview, they wouldn't allow something like that to go out on worldwide global ESPN. News. Their
1: biggest stars who, 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 if they had genuinely thought they could get into a shoot fight, they would never let anyone anywhere near. No, no, TV. It's, it's, all, it's all nonsense. I, I like to think regarding Bray, he's still on very good terms with Vince, very good
0: terms with the company. They know the value of him and they just want to give him time off. So that it's it's another another Dolphin Rude, it's another Roman, isn't it? By the time back after all these months off, how fresh is that character going to be? Because let's, let's be honest, as much as we love him, as much as we love the feed, it was getting a little bit tired. It was getting a little bit like, okay, he changes people, hurt, heal.
1: Yeah, um, I think they hit a war a little bit with the whole Alexa stuff as well. Was,
0: yeah.
1: That ran its course a bit. They could have, they should have turned that back around, obviously, he, when he lost to Orton at WrestleMania. I don't know what the original plan was, but it should have never been to lose to Randy Orton.
0: No, it was a weird one. It? Yeah. it wasn't even a match, was it? It was weird. Um, yeah. So, this match for me against Brian, I would give this a, a, a. I'm pretty happy with four stars for this. I thought it was. Fun. Yeah. Credit to Brian, reminding us why he was the best in WWE when given a chance to have a meaningful match. Yeah. Like ooh, This was brilliant. They did a nice job of utilising the strap as well, because. I did. These have become so commonplace these days. Like, look at um, what's the difference between a street fight, a no DQ, a no holds barred, a last kind one? Of, uh, you know what I mean? They're they're, they're all yeah. different from repeat with, with a different name. A strap match.
1: We haven't match still special special. We don't see it much. No, I think it was
0: seen. Uh, Cena and Rusev have one.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. a b l JBO and Eddie's strap match was um, was yeah. incredible, yeah. brutal. That one wasn't it? Yeah, pretty brutal. Obviously not to that extent. It issue. was. But
0: they did a nice job of of selling the strap as a legitimate weapon. Um, still managed to head out of the ring and use it using tables, low blows. It it felt like a fight, like it felt like a genuine yeah yeah blood fight. Brian gave everything he had. Um, submission after submission, running knee multiple times. The story yep. obviously is that he can come back from. Absolutely anything, yeah. You know this this was brilliant. Like I say, Fiend and Bray. Would I say it's Bray's best match? Yeah, probably. Like it's it's hard to separate the two sometimes, but I think this is probably is is definitely the Fiend's best match. I think it's yeah, yeah. Bray as himself, it's, it's probably Bray's best match as well.
1: Yeah, this and the other match with Brian as well. I mean, yeah. Brian brought the best out in Bray Wire every time. Um, this feud was superb as well. The whole, you know, he changed him from. He, he was changing people. This is one of my favorite instances of that. He changed him from the yes man, you know, Daniel Bryan, long hair, long beard, and he came back. And he was old school Daniel Bryan from when he first started again, the short hair. Yeah. Um, and uh, watching the bits of this match, it reminded me of how good Bryan is at being the underdog babyface. Nobody does it better because it, he'd had a few reigns recently as well. Or
0: oh, um, you know I'm going to throw Johnny Gargano in there.
1: Yeah, Gargano is very similar. I think Gargano could fill that spot. I said it the other day to you, to you guys. I think Gargano could fill the Daniel Bryan spot on the main roster. If he ever wanted to, he's him, Bryan, and Sami Zayn as well when he was a babyface, underdog babyface. You know, it's such a difficult thing to do, and they do it so well. well Run, it well, well, makes I... you believe. Yeah.
0: Carry on. Sorry,
1: mate. You carry on. Yeah, Brian versus The Fiend and later on Brian versus Reigns. Going into both those matches, everyone knew there's no way he's going to win. No way, absolutely not. But then you get 15 minutes into the match, and you're like, hang on a minute. Is he going to win? And yeah. he, just does it. he gets you every time. And that's what you want as a fan. You go into a match thinking, I know he's going to win this match. And then the baby face sucks you in, and you think he's going to do it. And that's why he's my favorite. That's why it's you know one of my one of my favourite of all time. Just you know, hip just find Cena He can do everything. I was just gonna to touch on a little bit there. Obviously, um there's talk at the minute
0: of what's going on with him and his contract and they wanna offer him big money to, get him to stay like He's not really doing any sort of note in NXT. Like, he's a tag team with Dexter Loomis, and he's going for the North American title, which is probably not going to win. He's already held it three times. So if they're putting big money on the table for Johnny, I imagine it's going to be to come to the main roster. Obviously, Candice, his wife, is about to have their first baby, So yeah. he would obviously, I imagine, have some misgivings about going on tour and going to the main roster. So this big money... I love Johnny Gargano. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He's my current favorite wrestler, hands down. Yeah, he's brilliant. I can also, I'm, I'm realistic enough to know that he is not in a position to be one of the top earners. You know,
1: if- not on NXT, if he goes to the main roster and they they could they could give him decent, really good money, and he's as you say, he's about to have a kid, so yeah. maybe he's, he's sat there and thought, I could, while there's, while there's money to be earned here, I could go and earn it. Yeah.
0: I, when I first broke into like resting journalism and writing and stuff, one of my first articles was can Johnny Gargano be Daniel Bryan two
1: yeah he can, can. He, he can, can.
0: there's
1: he not can many people that
0: can in he the can. room
1: as well. There are two guys they have right now that can Johnny Gargano and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, if you oh, ever look they what they're doing yeah. this do they? Sami Zayn's excellent at everything he does. Look at every single thing he touches he turns to gold. His heel character's amazing, but he's been heel long enough. I think when he came in as the underdog from the underground, the reactions he was, he was getting were almost getting to that Daniel Bryan level. Yes. He, um, actually, Ali as well is another guy that has that.
0: Well, it's not going to happen, is it though? It's just not going to happen with Ali and it really should. Like that video he shared yeah. a few days ago of the whole yeah. um, so good. presidential thing. He brilliant. Really so much charisma. People, yeah, he's you know, got it all. Another guy. He's got everything. People, people... I don't want to cause a storm here, but people don't want to admit that he's got charisma because of the colour of his yeah, skin.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why anyone says, oh, he's another Ricochet type guy. He's not. If you've been watching the, the WWE, you can see... I, I could see it from day one when he was in 205. He was my favourite guy in 205 life for a long time because I saw... Even as a, fa- yeah, he had all the charisma in the world. Um, and as a hero, he's got to show it even more. Um, what he can do on the microphone, what, how good he is creatively. That video with the All American guy, you know, the, the Muslim guy, the All American guy, it might be too controversial for WWE today. I don't know, but it was so good. <laughs> this character, he, he's still there, you know, he's still there. Um obviously, They've cut a lot of people. They didn't cut him, um, so hopefully there's big things in his future. He's yeah. got it all. Yeah, no, you agree, mate. What are you giving this in terms of stars? Then around four, like I did. Four, yeah, maybe four and a half, um, because of the emotion that Brian pulled 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 from me as well, making me think he could win a seemingly unwinnable match. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Match of the night outside of the, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, 100%, mate. 100%. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> right, I haven't got much to say about the penultimate match, I'll be honest. Becky Lynch versus Asuka, and there, there is a reason for that, which I'll get to. Um, so the, the end of this match was pretty standard. Lynch came back um, from being thrown into the corner. Asuka tried to hit the green mist, call yeah. back to the Tajiri, um, but that went into the air as Becky dodged it. Um, slapped on the disarmor. And Asuka tapped to give Lynch the win. Now, <clears throat> this was a decent match. I'll, I'll be honest. I, w- I would actually probably give it three stars. So you think I'd have more to say about it. But the problem for me is I have struggled to care about Asuka for probably about three years. And it is through no fault of her own. She's incredibly talented. She was she incredible in NXT. And she, her early main roster run wasn't bad. Obviously, she had like another year or so undefeated, didn't she? And then she did. Who came along to do all that? It was, of course, Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Beating her at WrestleMania, inexplicably beating her. And ever since then, I've really, really... Str- I know that's probably going to sound dramatic and contrived and over the top, but I've really struggled to get into Oscar since then because there are so few legitimate badasses and so few legitimate, like, this person can't be beat. And I know eventually it gets boring. Eventually, like, you don't want to run the risk of having a, a Goldberg going for years and years and years and years and years thousands yeah. of yeah. it. but it's so rare to see it in within women's wrestling, it would have meant so much more to to keep that sort of aura around. yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: especially when you consider it to be Japanese, and that's already hard for people to get into, but people love Asuka, and Japanese wrestlers so often fail to really make it individually, and they end up just being chucked into the lower mid-card, like, like your Tajiri's and people like that, and Kayenta's yeah. Like that. So, yeah, so they, they really dropped the ball on Asuka. Like I said, it was a pretty good match. Lynch avenged her loss from the previous year to Asuka at the Rumble. Um, I mean, yeah, was, Becky, yeah, the most obvious outcome on the whole card of this. Of this oh, season. yeah, and, um, which I think also hurt the match a little bit. Um, one thing I didn't really like was how I I love technical wrestling. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of NXT. Yeah. You're, you're similar to that. User. I am, yeah. So when when you're going to beat somebody with a submission, especially if you're Rebecca Lynch, whose main finisher is a submission or was at the time, um, work the arm. Yeah, work oh, I like that. Psychology, like yeah. work the arm, work the leg, work whatever body part it is that you're going to be focusing on. Like uh, AJ Styles is really good at that for before he's doing a car. Yeah. Back. There, there was none of this. Um, another thing that for me, it was a bit of a surprise to not have Kyrie Sane interfere because obviously she she was there with Asuka as tag team champions. It would have given her more of an advantage in yeah. the story to the match. Both women put in a lot of good work, don't get me wrong, but there just wasn't much drama to it. The crowd weren't particularly into it. They came alive to more towards the end of the match. Uh, yeah. It was a fun storyline. It was, it was a good payoff. Lynch obviously went on to then... I think I think this is part of it as well. It's because going back and watching it, I knew what was to come. That's the problem with going back and doing retro reviews. I think it can skew your enjoyment a little bit when you know what's going to come in like, the following months and the following year. What, yeah. what they did with Lynch um, giving up the title to Asuka, obviously that, that, that was understandable. She, she went off to have a baby. That's fine. You, don't, you can't begrudge her of that. That's absolutely understandable. But she didn't. She didn't need to beat Shayna at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I think I read that Becky pushed for Shayna to win. Yeah, she did. But, yeah, but she should have win. won. If she was going to go away, she should have won. I don't even... I don't know if they knew at that point, but... Um, Vince doesn't know yeah, what to do with yeah. He has no idea. No, I like... This This match was obviously very good. Becky and Asuka are both, are both very good very good wrestlers. Um, Asuka at the time was doing her Kabuki Warrior heel stuff with Kairi that a lot of people loved. I, I really enjoyed yeah, how yeah. entertaining they were being. Um, I, you talk about Bailey during this at this time, the pandemic era. Oscar, one of the MVPs as well, actually, with her with her dancing and her heel antics. Um, you're right. What you say about Japanese wrestlers? They they can struggle to get over sometimes because they don't they're, they're not able to show a lot of personality, but Asuka has always been able to do that. Um, even though her English is not great through her actions and through her antics, she's got a lot of charisma. Um, this match was interesting because Becky, as the champion, challenged Asuka. Um, going in, Asuka was the one woman she couldn't beat. She'd yeah. lost her a couple of times before. She'd never, ever beat her. And she said, I'm the champion. But I need to beat you to make this feel this reign feel real. Yeah. Um, so I like the I like that going in. The match could have been a bit better than what it was, because the story called for it, I think Oscar tapped a bit quick at the end. But um,
0: especially with like a scene without that
1: that like, yeah. wearing down the arm throughout the match. Yeah. Becky, at that time, she was. I think she's got it now. She needed another finisher, um, other than the submission. Yeah. She's got it now yeah, with a manhandle slam. But I think a real top star needs uh, a non-submission finish as well. Because yeah. you don't yeah. want to just be tapping everyone now, all the time. Because it does make... It's... For the wrong person, that like Asuka, it, it makes them a little bit weaker. I don't really <laughs> yeah. want to see Asuka tapping out. Um, she's a warrior, you know. But, um, yeah, it's a good, solid match. Um, certainly better than the other women's match on the card. Um, so it was a lot better than that match. Yeah, it's um, a good
0: point you make about Asuka there about her tapping out and being a warrior and stuff like that. Because yeah. um, especially when she's so submission based herself. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah that, that that didn't that didn't help with this match either.
1: Um, <laughs> now what's is, is Asuka even back at the minute? Is she I have to she read that. She, I believe at the moment she could be another one. I don't know. They've never really said what her injury is. So could she be another one that, that shows up at the Royal Rumble? She. People love her, so she'll get a good pop.
0: Get this feeling that she has been injured and maybe she's already ready to come back, and they just don't have anything for her or know what to do. I think you're right, though. Yeah, the Rumble, anybody, it doesn't matter if they haven't got anything for you. Yeah? yeah, in the Rumble, get that pop, get that moment, remind people that you're back. That's exactly. that's as important as putting you straight into a program. Just remind even
1: if she was ready, I'd leave her, leave her off TV at the moment until the Rumble. There is nothing for her at the moment, I can't see anything. For no, the yeah, I, I can't see her coming back into a title feud at the moment. Um, what show is she even on at the moment? Is it, um, I think Raw? it's still, yeah, no, I think she's can't be becky at the moment. Um, no, unless I know Bianca's going into a feud with um Piper or do a drop, maybe if she sees that off, he'll ask her versus Bianca Belair. Um, yeah. in, in the, Oh, if you're calling back to their NXT days when Belair couldn't beat Oscar, yeah. um, that could be very interesting, actually. What a match that Oscar would pull out, Belair, as well. Yeah, there's plenty you can do there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Oscar yeah, is still one
0: of the best that they've
1: got. Like, it doesn't matter. Like,
0: talent doesn't just go away. She, Whenever she comes back, she will still be very good. I think another
1: thing probably counts against her is her age as well. Bear with me. You know. She's <laughs> about, I think she's 40. Same as Shayna, that sort of age.
0: Yeah, and yeah, she is. Yeah, she's literally just turned forty in in September. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think maybe that's counted against her a little bit as well. Shana, I, I adore Shana. I love what she brings, but she's not. She doesn't have the look, does she? That Vince likes. We've we've said this a million times. No, she doesn't
1: have I mean, the look. No, she's um, different, though. Which works for her. She's she's different. These women
0: just a problem, and it's a shame. But anyway, anyway, let's move on. Um, let's move on to the main event, the 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 big one, the one that we're all here to talk about. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite matches of all time, uh, yeah. which really rounded this off and made it my favorite Royal Rumble event, pay per view of all time. I'm not gonna not gonna break the match down into every single little detail because the match itself went bit over an hour, so we could be here for yeah, uh, to the ages. So I just want to. Go over like the main talking points. <laughs> I'm not even going to break down like I did with the women's match, all of the entrants. Um, so it's the Royal Rumble match, the men's Royal Rumble 2020 match, one of the most talked about matches in recent years, if not of all time. So many big moments, big return, amazing pops. Um, it was special for so many reasons. And I think you, you have to start off with. Going into this match, obviously Brock Lesnar was the WWE champion at the time. Um, the The main talking point was like, why is he going into this match as champion? How's that going to work? Who's going to eliminate him? Like, is the title on the line? Like when um, Roman Reigns had to defend it in the Royal Rumble yeah. well before. Obviously, what then happened was <clears throat> most people's worst nightmares. I went into this match thinking, well, Brock's just a clear house, isn't it? A clean house for at least the first half of this match, and it's going to be horrible and boring and awful. And he obviously eliminated man after man after man. Most of them literally got in the ring for only seconds. Um, there were a few cool little storylines in there, like his friendship with Shelton Benjamin, um, yeah. earning MVP. MVP got a massive reaction from the crowd, which was lovely to see. starting uh, to MVP's music was was a highlight. That was brilliant. Along <laughs> um the stare down with Keith Lee and the whole like yep. oh, the size of this guy. <clears throat> Strowman. Sold for group. Keith Lee a lot. Yeah, same for um. There was a the well, cool well, moment of Kofi, obviously. Kofi, yeah. Destroyed Kofi in nine seconds when he was champion, so that was a cool moment to see them all.
1: Yeah, it. Kofi, Ray, then Big E. Yeah. Um, Ray had his storyline with Brock before that recently with Brock when he um had that match. It was it Survivor Series. Ray. And yeah, yeah, really when got involved, involved as well. That was really good That match And Oh that uh, What Brock did to um, When he was getting Three and one He, Ray and Kofi
0: Yeah
1: Ray actually Threw Ray over And then Big E Was in that Sort of Jeff Hardy Yeah Hardy spot (laughs) Brock ran over Leaped off his back And closed on Kofi Was like Who is this bloke Is he even human
0: When he Honestly when he did That was was another Big thing I popped for Because I was just like Lesnar doesn't do stuff like that I was like Oh my
1: god What's he just done He can do everything Really He's cool. trying to keep Lee around with a around, without yeah. even trying. So easy for him.
0: Um, obviously, like this up up to this period before, we'll, we'll get into Ricochet and Drew afterwards. But yeah, I was filled with so much uncontrollable rage. Like this was like three o'clock in the morning for us at this point. Maybe pushing off a half three in the morning. Yeah, and, like I was shouting. My wife was was was. She stayed up and watched it with me, and we were both seething. Like we were so angry watching this. And doesn't that just show you how great a job WWE did of booking it? Like, yeah. I, I, I can't remember who booked it. Um, it came out after, after the time. I think but, it was Shane. Yeah, Shane was. In.
1: Gone, yeah.
0: And it was just so cleverly done because <laughs> what 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 do you want to see happen to the the heels? You want to see them get their comeuppance, don't you? Yeah. You can build to that in any match. You can build to that in any 15, 20-minute match, fine. But to see him rip through fan favourites, former friends, returning heroes like MVP, it was... I, I, I can't remember ever being this angry watching wrestling in my life. I've been watching it for the best part of 30 years, and I was genuinely so angry. Yeah. It got to a point where I think it, i think he'd eliminated about 10 or 11 people at this point. I mean, my wife literally said to each for sure, we just go to bed. And I'm not even joking. I'm not just saying that to be pedantic. We genuinely said to each other, fuck it, should we go to bed and just see what happened in the morning? And obviously, I'm very happy that I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, because then we get into the next talking point of Ricochet. Ricochet came along, um, I think it had been raw before or the one before that, where he had that face off with Brock and Brock yeah. kicked him in the balls. He hit him with a low blow, um, which obviously led to Ricochet getting that um, little bit of revenge on him. Kicked him in the balls in the Royal Rumble match. Drew McIntyre had just got into the ring, just made his way down the entrance ramp. One sweet, beautiful, greatest claymore kick of all time.
1: Yeah. And
0: Rock flying over the top. The crowd absolutely euphoric. They exploded. And now I've, you know me, I've said this many times. I've done articles about it. I've done an episode about it that went out about a month or so ago, a couple of months ago. About Brock Lesnar being the most underrated WWE superstar of all time, and in yeah. this moment, for me, he proved it because Brock Lesnar, on most people's accounts, is selfish. He doesn't care about the business. He doesn't care about putting people over. He's just there to make money. Just there for five, ten minutes here there, a couple of times a year. Blah 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 blah. Tell me why he sat outside the ring for five minutes on the floor, shaken with that look. Yeah. In his eyes, then he sold the shit out of him and, and
1: it was. Uh, I yeah, yeah, hilarious. it was, and I don't think that's something that they would have said Brock do that. I think Brock would have just done that of his own bad. because he he knows he he gets it. Brock Lesnar gets it. He gets that's what people don't realize about Brock Lesnar. He's not just a beast that made a lot of money off of his look. Brock Lesnar is a veteran, and he understands the business. He understands. How to put, make stars? Put Brock Lesnar, obviously, he's won a lot of matches, but the people that have beat him have gone on to become bigger stars. And this moment for Drew was a star-making moment. He, he it was, it's the moment he's a star now. Still, even though he hasn't been a, the, the main champion since for well, well, for a while now, almost a year, Um he's still. The biggest arguably next to Big e, E's the biggest baby face star in the company yeah uh, you know. because of this moment because of what brock did for him at this moment brock destroyed everyone and then drew put him out yeah and like I said people were so annoyed at that at brock lesnar during that first half of the rumble i've never seen such anger from the even me I've, you know I've, i like brock I always like brock For a little while, I was liking what he was doing. But as it went on, I was like, oh, come on now. can (laughs) When when he threw uh, Keith Lee and Strowman, I was like, what?
0: Yeah, at that point, you were like, well, that's surely it then. I
1: couldn't believe it. But as soon as I saw Drew, I was like, here we go. Yeah.
0: They
1: were doing something with him going going in. Yeah. But yeah, if it's not Drew, it's going to be no one. You just, that's it.
0: This, they're there. The yeah, as you know much shit as you want about WWE and the things that they've done since, and releasing. I mean, some of the names that we've just said have already been released, like Keith Lee. Um, yeah, they are the masters of uh, emotion. Oh yeah, building and um, pulling emotion out of you, know, it was incredible. Um, what did what they mean? do that
1: AEW don't seem to be willing to is, is they they piss people off. Um, yeah, and know people yeah. that's a lot of people take that as oh they don't give the fans what they want. You can't give the fans what they want every minute of of the show all the time. No, if you no. do that, then you're never going to pull those moments out—the moments of euphoria where people are like, "Fuck you, Brock Lesnar," and yeah. when when Drew him over, we love you, Drew. Yeah. Drew, it was his part was huge after that, and and they they still are. He's a star now, and it's magic. He's, yeah
0: absolute magic mate um, and then it led to um, Ricochet getting a nice moment as well in Saudi Arabia yeah. against Brock I know it was obviously a, a squash match but I can't imagine he came into WWE thinking he was going to get a, a prominent big money match against one of the greatest yes, in uh, in a, an event that gets WWE 50 million
1: just for putting it on so pretty cool he probably would have earned a decent amount of money for that match Ricochet yeah you know, Saudi again. why not yeah Probably got a couple
0: of, uh, couple of thousand out of it, while Brock got the 49 million. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know,
0: but no, it was a really cool moment for him. I love Ricochet. Um, yeah. Obviously, right, let's move on to the big talking point, the important talking point. One of the greatest moments of all time. Um, greatest moment of the match. Best moment of the event. Best moment of the year. Edge. The rated R superstar. The ultimate opportunist. Talk to me about this, Mike, because when I watched it yesterday, again, for, like, the yeah. season, I still yeah. didn't fail to put into words how, not just amazing, but special and, like, heartfelt this moment was, like, best pop I've, maybe, I wouldn't say, ever heard that. I think there have been louder pops, but that's because of, like, the environment and the stadium and that. Yeah. But, like, when I rewatched watched it yesterday, I got goosebumps again.
1: They're have been louder pops, but that was... One of the most emotional, yeah, pops oh, moments. You could just feel it in the arena. How how emotional the whole crowd were for yes. it. There were tears of joy from a lot of people. Um, you said earlier as well, um, watching this back, make and then you, you know what's to come already. Yeah, in it with Edge it does the opposite because you know what's to come. It's just been everything that he's been involved in since this moment has been brilliant. Yeah. It just shows you what a performer he is. He's possibly underrated because he's, uh, he's one of the... I think he's one of the greatest all-time. Yeah. Everything he's done, it's been brilliant. Um yeah. this moment, I was very... I was emotional myself.
0: When you think about yeah. his
1: accomplishments as well, though, when, especially when you think yeah. about how he started as a
0: tag team specialist, as a vampire. Yeah. Think about the career that Edge has gone on to have is is... is I think, I'm pretty sure I've read not long ago, he has held the most titles in history, more actual individual titles than anybody.
1: How many people, there, there, there have been a few, but not many have started in a team and have been in a prominent team like Edge and gone on to become one of the biggest stars, single stars in the industry. I can think of three, maybe Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart yeah. and Edge. That's probably that's about it in terms of that, that magnitude of star. Um, Could you maybe count Randy Orton in Evolution? Yeah, possibly. Being a, he was in a faction, so I guess he was. Yeah, doing, uh, yeah, but yeah, his longevity and obviously he was he was gone for nine years, but he'd been in the company at that point for a long time. I think he started very young uh, in this business because he's still what forty-seven. Yeah, how you think? How has he fit that all in? He was in the company for what fifteen odd years maybe more, before. Like that, yeah. Then he was gone for nine years and now he's back and he's still only 47. Whereas, he, he started like Jeff Hardy, young, early 20s, I believe. Came back in the best shape of his life as well. Yeah. And some of The
0: best performance of his life because he's, the thing about edges, he's great, but he's never had, he's not really had any five-star matches has he? as great as he is, but I think he's putting on his, his feud with Seth Rollins recently. Obviously, his returning feud with Randy Orton
1: yeah those two fuses and and the reigns yeah right. the one brilliant. the story-teller that he's been putting on next level in the matches as well the, the match with all yes, all three matches with seth rollins recently were, were excellent um uh, the main the main event was brilliant um stuff with randy you get again excellent so whatever he does next i don't know what's next for him what's it he's on raw now so I like the idea of Kevin Owens versus Edge. I think, um, like, uh, yeah, the new heel Kevin Owens versus Edge would be excellent. They'd tell a great story together, I think, so.
0: For me, it's got to be AJ. Build some sort I've, of AJ feud.
1: Yeah, AJ. Um, well, they're both too old. The match would be amazing. I don't know. Well, I think everything would be amazing. But AJ's good in the might He's not, not the best, but he's good. He's but different. Edge Edge can pull anything out of it, but, you know, Edge is so good, the story story bit, he'll carry that on his own almost um, with anyone so good.
0: I think the other, the other thing I want to come to on this match was um, towards the end of the match, so obviously Edge Edge came in at, I think it was around like number 19, 20, 21, something like that, I can't remember. Yeah, that. around that, that area. But he, he was still in the match for a little while, he didn't look like he'd lost a step, he, he put in a great performance Um but then obviously towards the end, as it starts to whittle down and you had all the chaos of like Owens and Joe and Seth and AOP going on around the ring and all that, Yeah. Things, um, you, you came down to the last few competitors. And I think with the last three, Edge, Roman and Drew, it must yeah. Have, yeah, it must have been there.
1: Edge, yeah, we had four. Randy, Edge, Roman and Drew. That's where Randy and Edge kicked off, that, that rumble, where when Edge threw Randy over the top rope. So that, was, uh, that, was uh, obviously, that was obviously a really
0: cool moment to see those four. And you're like, obviously, yeah. well, it's, it, we're down to the last four. Now, the we've got a lot of
1: team up between um, Edge and Orton. The, the old um, the old teammates, obviously. Right in yeah. RKO. Um, and every, every year
0: we talk about who needs to win, what it's going to do for people, who doesn't need to win. Looking in that ring, there was only one man who needed the win. And that was obviously Drew. Edge yeah. as a returning star or one of the greatest of all time. Roman, Jesus Christ, please no. Everybody, you know, everybody was saying that Reigns did not need this win. So,
1: Pat, so- you mentioned a stat earlier. Reigns has had the most runner-up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the reason for that is, is because of what you just said. Nobody at that point, no, Reigns was winning all the time, and everyone was scared he was going to win another rumble. Nobody wanted him to win. Yeah. So the person he was beating him. That pop that they would get after throwing him over the top right was huge. I remember Randy doing it when he threw Reigns over for his win. Like <laughs> mad for Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble at that yeah. point. Who expect that? Not always that? about the winner, is
0: it? It's about like you say, who who they beat on the way there. Um, exactly. Just like like would would Drew winning the Rumble have been a special without eliminating Brock?
1: Probably not. If Keith Lee had eliminated him, or what if Drew had thrown Edge out at the end? Yeah. Worth that would have been been bad for Drew, yeah.
0: I think. Because that that led to more animosity for Roman, didn't it? Obviously everybody was on a high from Edge returning. Roman
1: right. over the top booze, yeah. And then you've got Drew. He's eliminated Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And won the Royal Rumble and one night. And it looked so... like Roman was going to eliminate Drew as well, didn't it? Because he went to <laughs> fall over. And like
0: my yeah. heart just sank. I remember it it just completely sank when that, that nearly happened. Um Exactly. Let's like re. Really, I could honestly, mate, I could do an entire show just about this one match because it was so special. But let, let's wrap this match up. And say, like look what it did for for Drew, as you've alluded to a few times. It made Drew a megastar, and you can own. well, yeah. no, it didn't. It made him a superstar. Obviously, COVID then hit, and he didn't get the chance to go out and do marketing and promotional stuff. And the late show and the tonight show, and Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. all that. And it's such a shame because he. Has all the tools he carries himself as a champion. He carries himself as somebody that can really lead the company, and be the face of the company. He is, he is, he's a good looking guy and he's, you know, he looks like a wrestler. He can carry himself like a Cena, like somebody who yeah. can get and really represent the company. So you've got to feel bad for him that he didn't get the chance to do that. Um,
1: screams to me, the guy, the, the guy to take the title for Reigns. I really believe that he's the guy. Right to do that. In front of funds, probably in the UK as well. Yeah, that'd be huge for him. Either SummerSlam or either Summer Slam or the, the UK pay per view, which is just after SummerSlam. Um I don't know who Reigns is going to go to for Mania. yet. That's I, I was thinking about that earlier because I don't think it'll be Drew because I think they'll wait. If it's, it's not No I think yeah that's the thing with Brock. They say they're gonna wait till thirty nine. Yeah. Hollywood what do you do? Is Reigns gonna lose the title and win it back? Or is he gonna keep it all the way? <sighs> I don't yeah, know. I think he might season yeah season. it's a long time. He's already been champ for four hundred and sixty odd days. Yeah. And you're saying that he could hold it for another year and year and three or four months. Yeah. No, he'll beat the rock as well, won't he? So even even past thirty nine. Yeah. So he won't lose it Mark. If he did that, would be criminal.
0: What do so, they do in between now and then to keep that? Like like you
1: say, without him losing it, what keep uh, that threat? Maybe it wouldn't be Drew then. Maybe maybe Drew will take it mainly because yeah, if he went uh, in UK in September, say, and then loses it out in a few months, and then Reigns takes it back for the.
0: Yeah, so maybe. will we'll, definitely have to win it again further down the line because he just yeah. the character of needing to be on top and the head of the table they need to do something else with the bloodline i think we've spoken about this before haven't
1: we like maybe getting naomi in there maybe getting the rock's daughter in there you Get- know what i like you mentioned that the rock's daughter i would like yeah. to see the rock, the Rock's daughter in the bloodline yeah um and she's sort of the rock comes back to rival the bloodline and there's some tension between the rock and his daughter so my like, dad he's our tribal chief what are you doing you know some um, Richard, yeah. as well, solo so, get him in as well. Yeah, yeah. I that's imagine cool. they'll make a picture of the other, the other um, uh, family member. Um, where is he at the moment? Is it oh, Jacob. Jacob Jacob. yeah. yeah i would be shocked if they try and bring him in. Surely his family's there. They, they can, yeah. So, my do well in WWE. We know that. So,
0: there's enough that they can do
1: over the next year to like mix it up, keep it a bit fresh.
0: Oh, yeah. This has been going. This bloodline line stuff's been going on for a good while now. Obviously, like it started off with um Roman versus um, Jay in it, and then Jimmy's come back, and that freshens things up. So yeah, literally just adding a member or taking away a member, or well, that there is, you know, there's the whole. um They managed to extend it by playing off the whole Brock and Paul Heyman thing, didn't they? That's that's carried yeah. on. Yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure there's somebody that can return, somebody that can step up. Oh, mania. Seth. Uh, you know, I know Seth's gone over to Raw now, but yeah, brand splits and don't last for long, do they? <laughs> you know, the if he won the rumble, he can do what he likes. Yeah, they'll bring the wild card back in at some point, I'm sure, and we'll get Seth versus Roman. They can they can play off that for a couple of months off the Shield history. There's lots that they can do. There's lots that they can yeah. do. I, I agree. I think it is going to be Drew to take the title off Roman. Roman will either then swap shows because we haven't seen the bloodline on Raw. Obviously, there's yep. stuff that they could do over there, and he could. He
1: Interesting could. as well. If you could let Drew carry SmackDown, um, bring some fresh challenges in for him, and then you could move Roman to Raw, yeah. and they could be they could feud for the WWE Championship. Him and the Rock, and if even if they even need a title, do they even need a yeah. title? I don't know. We know if they do.
0: Age old question, isn't it? Do does the the title make the man or the man make the title I don't think they necessarily need it you're right yeah maybe
1: yeah or Roman's like, made that Universal Championship so relevant though. yeah no. what of um, Riley's had.
0: um yeah man that match was was in, incredible um for me it's an easy five star it's an easy oh, yeah and it elevated the entire pay-per-view for me before that match I would have probably gone with like a seven but I'm gonna give Royal Rumble 2020 a, a a healthy 9 out of 10. Not quite a perfect pay-per-view. I think the only things dragging it down were were the, the women's matches, which I wasn't too invested in. That's just a personal thing. They were good matches, don't get me wrong. Um, the women's Rumble was good. Brian versus the Fiend was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, almost, almost a perfect pay-per-view for me.
1: Yeah. yeah, I agree. Absolutely brilliant. Just, will we ever get a match, a Royal Rumble match that? Perfect. That perfectly booked. No, no, no. I I like the one reason and that is the pandemic. Edge going coast to coast was, was a really great story as well. Um, but this match, something I never thought I'd see with, with Leicester going through everyone like that. Yeah. Just brilliant. I'm really looking forward to this year's one as well, as you say. Um, should we as it's a raw rumble retro? I suppose we we'll would be coming out close to the, the rumble. Do you have uh, any, any picks in mind for the, for the Royal Rumble? Any, p- oh, really
0: oh, Just, um, any picks for the women? Oh, I was originally going to say Liz Morgan, but obviously she's in a programme with Becky now.
1: Um, for the women, I really struggle. Um, I could maybe see Rhea. I think Rhea. I think Rhea a good shout to finally go after Charlotte, if you still got the title. Yeah, give Rhea, a, Rhea, give give Rhea that big win at WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair.
0: Gives, gives her an easy
1: easy way of getting
0: at, at Charlotte. So I think that's yeah, that's a pretty good shout. Um, for the men, there's there's lots of variables, isn't there? There's always lots of. Uh, I honestly do not know.
1: It's hard to call right now because we don't know yet. But early going in, I think um my pick would be Kevin Owens.
0: Yeah, to lead up to Owens versus Edge.
1: Yeah, because I, I I think what's going to happen is that everyone's going to think that Owens won't be in the match, that he'll be basically out the door. They'll drag that and drag that, and then he'll show up right at the end. And yeah, make him like, oh, he's here, you know? Yeah. And then he wins. I don't know, if, you know, we've still got a few months to go, so things could change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he wins... um, and then Edge maybe does take the championship off of Big E. You know, even, even Big E, though, they've built, the, they've sowed the seeds to that feud early already. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but we we'll get Rollins versus E first. So they'll have to put that on the back burner for a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Because Rollins, yeah. Yeah, Rollins is the number one contender. Yeah. There's so so that will be on the back burner for a bit. Yeah, man.
0: Hmm. It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting yeah. sequence. Lots of lots of variables, lots of potential, um, whatever happens, it's going to be good. Like the names that we've mentioned there, like Edge, AJ, Owens, Biggie, E, Seth, like they're all going to pull awesome matches out of each other. So I yeah. have confidence. I'm, I'm, this is one of the first Rumbles in a long time where I'm like, I'm pretty okay with whoever wins. I'm not too yeah. But maybe that's because I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I Literally, I tweeted last night to say, like I'm really finding it hard to care. At the minute, I don't know if it's the constant stream of releases recently. I don't know if it's yeah, maybe. I don't know what it is, but I'm just I'm just finding it hard to care. But Royal Rumble always gets me invested, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll always look forward to it. Um, yeah, man. So there we go. That was the Royal Rumble 2020 retro review. It was fantastic. I will gladly do just review this one every year, just so I can go back and watch that Drew Pop, that Edge Pop, that MVP Pop. It was. It was brilliant, man. Mike, thank you, as always, for joining me. It's always a pleasure to talk wrestling with with a friend, so thank you very much for giving me your time nice and early on a Saturday, which is always nice as well. <laughs> Get it yeah. out early. Um, before you go, as always, I'm sure people already know, but where are you on Twitter if they want to talk wrestling?
1: Yeah, find me at 90boy20. Come with me and follow if you want to talk about wrestling, and I'm always always open to it. And you'll find more I can say, you know I'm the guy that this podcast can't get rid of. (laughs) I'm in the corner, at Chris's house somewhere.
0: So on the opposite side of the room, just pretending at home. Um, No, Mike, thank you as always. Pleasure. Um, Guys, thank you for watching this. Thank you for listening. Um, Everything will be in the about section for the different social media platforms and all that kind of stuff, and Patreon, if you would be so kind. Um I've really enjoyed this and sure Mike has enjoyed this. i look forward to doing this again for future pay-per-views and future retro reviews and stuff like that. Please hit subscribe and please hit follow if you enjoy this and I'll hope to catch you again next time on It's My Wrestling Podcast.